0: for consideration. Let's jump right into it, because I feel like, I really do feel like that that God gave me something for you all tonight, and I I prayed earnestly, and and, and I really feel like God has given me something. Go to your Bibles and go to Philippians 3. We're going to start at chapter 12, Philippians 3, chapter 12. Philippians, you can just find it, all you got to do is type it in. You don't hear very many pages turning like in the old days. And we're able to find it. we all in Joshua and I uh, said Philippians. And by God now you can just type in PHI. It'll <laughs> help you out. Know? Amen. Thank God for technology. Thank God. <clears throat> Thank God for getting us through the not only a, a crazy year, but a crazy night. I mean, the, the devil tried everything. It's, it's raining, it's cold, and. And, you know, freeways are crazy. But thank God you made it through all of amen, that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people will say, oh, even if it wasn't COVID, they wouldn't even try to fight the storm and the rain that's to come to church. But I guarantee you, they'll go to a club or a party tonight. That you came out to celebrate and bless, bless the name of the Lord. I, 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 I think it's commendable that you would come out and celebrate God on such a night like this where you can easily stay in. But I thank God for traveling grace and mercy. Philippians 3 and 12. I'm going to go down to verse 14. Philippians 3 and 12 says, Not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which were behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the prize, I press the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press. I want to talk about for a few moments and you can type this in your notes or write this in your notes however you hear it according to the Holy Spirit in you, according to God in you. Have you hear it? I want you to type this out or write this out. Get ready, set goals. Get ready, set goals. You may write that, get ready, comma, set goals. Or you may write that, get ready, comma, set, comma, goals. It's totally up to you. however you choose to write it? But get ready set goals. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for this moment and I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this present, your presence tonight, God. Thank you for your glory being revealed tonight, Lord. You've given me this word for these people, God, and I believe you're going to do something tonight in a supernatural way that these people have never experienced. Let us all experience you, Lord, in a different way than we ever had before. Thank you, Lord, that we are in this place today in our right minds. Thank you, Lord, that we could be anywhere tonight, God. We could be on a milliliter. We could be in the grave, my God. But you yeah. saw fit to see us through another year, God. You saw fit to see us here tonight, God. You knew we would be here tonight, God. Saturate this place with your glory. Do something tonight. And we promise to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Get ready, set goals. I want to add a subtitle on to that. And I want to talk about a lesson from an octopus. A lesson from an octopus. Sounds funny, huh? Lessons from an octopus. So, if you like me... Thankfully, uh, I praise God. With my sister who was going through COVID, and uh, we went through it, COVID free. COVID free. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Boom. Amen. Amen. All right. (laughs) We went through that, so thank God we're free. But even before the COVID, you were stuck in the house, self quarantining, and uh, you know you had a lot of free time. If you like me, you've watched uh, an enormous amount of TV. You've seen just about every new show that's come out. Every special, Netflix, Hulu, Yahoo, uh, Amazon Prime. Every new show that comes out, you've just about seen it. Every crime show, every love show. You've seen people die, you've seen people get shot, you've seen people get married, you've seen weddings. you've seen all of this. You, you've seen it all. Since Lord, you've seen it all. You think, what else can I see? What else can I watch that will hold my interest? I'm sick of all of it. I thought that too. I saw hearing people talk about this show uh, on Netflix called, uh, My Octopus Teacher. I thought, that's pretty strange. That's really weird. And then I was at the house, stuck with COVID. I thought, well, let's just watch it. I hear too many people saying stuff. Let's just watch it. And it really struck my interest. It's about a guy on the Western Cape of uh, South Africa. He's a diver, and for uh, one year straight, he dove. Into the uh, kelp forest in the sea of uh, off the coast of uh, South Africa, and he began to develop, really develop a relationship with an octopus. And it's the strangest thing, but it was so fascinating because once, once I watched it, and and I saw how intelligent the octopus really was and how it was really drawn to this human being. It sparked something in me. And then I thought, okay, well that's interesting. I looked up a few facts about the octopus. And then Pastor Nick called me and said, hey, I want you to come over and do one tonight. I thought, okay, cool okay lord what 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 would you have me to say what would you what would you want me to go and talk to your people about on watch night or, or, you know a year we're celebrating the year closing and we're getting ready to go into the new year what is it that you would really have me to say to your people he said talk to them about the octopus i thought all right <laughs> There are a few things uh, that I want to to draw out about the octopus, and you're going to find it pretty interesting yourself. You didn't know you were going to biology class tonight. (laughs) The octopus is a soft-bodied, eight-limbed mollusk of the order of the octopodo. Around 300 species are recognized, and the order is grouped within the class of the sept. Potter, don't don't kill me, so anybody after that knows these, all these words and terms. With squid, squid cuttlefish, and nutaloids. Like other septaloids, the octopus is brilliantly sim, sim, uh, sim with uh, two eyes and a beak, and his mouth is at the center of his eight limbs. The soft body can uh, rapidly alter in shape Enabling octopus to squeeze through small gaps, octopus are present in all seven of the Earth's oceans, and they, can, they are considered at times the closest things we have to aliens on Earth. That's what a lot of people think. A few things that, that. let me just give you some facts. We we got the time. Y'all got anywhere to go? We got time. Okay. I get you I get you out, out for next watch tonight. Don't worry. is or widely considered the most intelligent of all invertebrates. Scientists say octopus are capable of learning, from experience and maintaining short and long-term memories. They've all also been observed using tools in an intelligent manner, such as coconuts, for per- personal fortresses. Octopus have three hearts and bleed blue. So they game Glad somebody got it. All right now, octopus—they don't have tentacles; they're called arms, which again is, is is way less fun. Tentacles are observed for reserved for squids, cuttlefish, uh, neutralized. But octopus have eight arms, zero tentacles. Rather than swimming, octopus can often walk on the sea floor, which is hilarious because. Mostly useful when the octopus swims, the octopus heart that pumps blood to his organs stop beating. So crawling is more efficient, less exhausting, and it's a better alternative for them to move forward. Here's what's fascinating. Their camouflage abilities are out of this world. For ocean predators, octopus, or some of the most difficult prey to spot, Their skin changes colors and patterns to blend in with their surroundings. Even when you find yourself looking directly at an octopus, chances are you won't even realize it. One scientist recorded 171 color changes of one octopus in one hour. 177 in one hour. Really Really fascinating And I thought what are you telling us About an octopus The Lord said Think about that again The octopus can change Not only Its skin color But the skin texture To to blend in With the surroundings So that it cannot be Found By its predator The Lord said To remind my people Of how Sometimes I will hide them From the enemy I hid you God hid you He changed your colors To make you look like The surroundings Sometimes he hid you The enemy was coming in And God hid you COVID was coming in and God hid you. Depression was coming in and God hid you. Hot blood pressure was coming in and God hid you. Those suicidal folks were coming in and God hid you. Those thoughts, that, those those curses that are, are prevalent in your family, God hid you from some of those things. Right in the enemy's face, God hid you. I thank God for hiding me. I don't know about you, but I thank God for hiding me. The enemy went about the earth searching, looking for who he can devour, and God just hid me. I don't know about you, but God hid me. The enemy, I was on the hit list from hell, and I should be dead in my grave, but God hid me. I don't know about you, but God has hid me. And sometimes, God hides you in plain sight. The enemy goes about looking for you and God will hide you in plain sight. I'll give you a couple of examples. Moses, when the Pharaoh was getting ready to kill all of the baby boys in Egypt, Moses was hid Mm -hmm. until the Bible says he can no longer be hidden. God allowed him to be hidden for his purpose. Jesus, when he was born, he was born in a the manger. They were, Herod had, had sent a decree out to kill all of the boys, the baby boys, because he had heard that there was a savior being born, a new king being born. So he had him hid. God hides you sometimes. The two spines in Jericho were hidden in Rahab's house because the king had sent out a decree because he had heard some spines were coming and God I don't think that people really understand sometimes that God will sometimes hide you from the enemy and the enemy is coming after you like he did some people in your family, like he did some people in your class. But God will simply hide you And somebody else will see you out And say how did you not get caught How did you not make it How did you not get the same decree That somebody else got He hid me Look at your neighbor and tell him he hid me That's right he hid me The enemy tried to come for me And he hid me The devil thought I was going to die But he hid me The car wreck didn't kill me Because he hid me God He hid me He hid me Mm. That was very I thought oh my god That's a great point Lord He hid me He hid me from the enemy He said okay Not only do, do I want you to look at it from that point of view That the octopus is able to change colors But the second thing is The octopus was able to blend in And become a part of its surroundings I said Lord what does that mean That means that God said I'm going to take some of you I don't know who this is for But I'm getting ready to take you into a place Where I'm going to make you blend in So that I can use you in that area All right. right. let me say it again I'm going to have you to blend So that I can use you as a secret agent in that room that I'm going to put you in. What does that mean? That means that I cannot have you in some rooms and have you sticking out like a sore thumb because you won't be respected in the room I'll put you in. So I'm going to have you blend in so that once you get into the room, they think you're just a part of the room, but really they don't know you're there as a secret agent of mine. They don't know that I really planted you there. I planted you there so that... I can use you for my glory, and use you for my kingdom, and use you for my benefit. So that means that if I'm going to put you around a bunch of doctors, that means that now you really need to know medical terms, and you can't be in there talking about the basketball games, because I'm going to use you in that area to talk some medical terms. That means that if I'm going to put you around people in real estate, I can't have you in there talking about what's going on on the latest gossip polls uh the lady gossip uh polls and blogs because i need you to be useful for my kingdom and i have put you in those certain rooms for my benefit god said i'm gonna blend you into those rooms so the enemy doesn't even realize that i have a secret agent i have a spy for my kingdom in those rooms he blended me in For his use. My God, I don't know if you understand. But God said, I'm gonna put you in the unpredictable circumstances and I'm gonna cause you to blend in. That means now it's about you building up your knowledge, building yourself up, so that when I put you in, you don't stick out, but you're able to blend in. Somebody say amen. The fascinating thing, though, is that though the octopus is able to change colors multiple times, the reality is the octopus is colorblind. Colorblind. Sensitive to light due to the photosynthesis genes in its skin. And it's able to see with its eyes and its skin. How can you change colors? And be colorblind. What does that mean for the room? God said, I'm going to bless you in unconventional ways. I don't need for you to see all of the colors in order for me to change you to the color I need you to. I don't need for you to understand everything about what's going on in order for me to put you in the place where I'm going to put you in. I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to challenge your faith. But I'm going to do something unconventional That somebody else is going to look and say Somebody with your color blindness Somebody with your stigma Somebody from your family Somebody with your background Should not be able to do What you're able to do But God said I don't need your color blindness I don't need your your senses at all I'm going to do it And I am going to get the glory Because I'm going to use something unconventional To bless you in a supernatural way if you understand if you receive that say amen, amen. <laughs> unconventional waves when an octopus is threatened by a predator and the predator comes along one maneuver it, it uses to distract a predator and swim away is it is able to sever an artery or sever one of the arms and swim away. Isn't that fascinating that that the enemy would come against the octopus and the octopus says okay you can have that little piece but I'm going to take what I can what I can move with and I'm going to get out of here. God said some things that I'm going to do for you in this new year, you have got to cut off all of those old things that's been holding you back. I am going to make it so that you can distract the enemy. Yeah, you got a little piece of me. Yeah, you got a little piece of that, but you won't have all of me. I'm going to cut up cut you off right here at this spot and i'm going to get away and the fascinating thing is they can reduce blood loss by closing off the severed artery what does that mean that means that god is going to put you in a position where he's going to say okay i'm going to not only need for you i'm going to shut some of these doors that i am going to do on my part but there's some things i need you to do on your part That means deleting the number. That means blocking the person. That means no longer driving by to see how they're doing. That means cut it off. I'm going to stop it on my end, but I need for you to do your part and cut some of the things off yourself. Snip, snip, snip. 2021 is your year to slip. Cut off everybody that destructs your people. That distracts you from where God is calling you to go. This is your year to cut it off. My God, I hope you're receiving that word. This is your year to cut it off because the big thing and the big takeaway is that octopus, once the mother, the female, lays eggs, she no longer eats, she quits eating. And she now wastes away so that by the time that her eggs hatches, she dies. Then, I don't recommend this in this setting, but sometimes they kill the male off too, or the male would die after the babies are born anyway. I thought, that's weird. Why? God said, in order for you to go to where I am trying to get you to go in this next year, some things are going to have to die off. You cannot be new and old at the same time. You cannot be who you used to be and who I'm going to make you to be at the same time. Some things you're going to have to die away for your is at hand Your promise is at hand And I cannot use you And take you higher If you're not willing to have a little death You got to have some death, burial And resurrection in some areas right. in your life In order for me to take you higher I cannot take you higher As long as you're holding on to a corpse Let the thing die Drop it off at the cemetery And go on higher To what God is calling you to do Can I get an amen? Amen Now to my text. Paul, the the scholar, Paul, who was at one time a Christian hater, and at one time he was known as the Saddam Hussein, the Osama bin Laden of the time. He was known as a Christian murderer. They he when he was a boy, they the, the, the stories go that he he held the coats of men while while they stone stepped He was he was known to be a terrorist. To the Christian, to the believer They weren't even called Christians back then They were just believers of God Believers of Jehovah And Paul was known to be a terrorist And a Christian hater People were afraid The apostles, the the prophets They were were afraid to see Paul coming Because they knew he was such a terror And had such a hatred for the body They hated to see him coming But one day Paul had an experience on the Damascus Road. One day on his way to doing something else, he had an experience on the Damascus Road. much like many of us, one day you were on your way somewhere you had an experience with God and he turned you around in the car. He turned you around you were on your way somewhere and you heard a voice in your head said, turn around. You were heading somewhere destructive and God said turn around and you turned around and said what is this that I see? And he said this is the Jesus whom you've been persecuting. I got something in store for you. And Paul had an encounter on the Damascus road and totally Totally changed his life yes, yes. Yeah. And he became one of our greatest scholars yes, he did. Wrote most of the New Testament Bible and and, and and people now Were drawn to him He began to serve And began to to, to live his life for God yes, Lord. And he was a great scholar A mighty scholar But he had some issues And he had some some. Some some doubts and self-doubts, and, and, and as the story of the scriptures go, he was a gangly, he was a short, uh, not very pleasant looking man on the eyes, and he, but he was powerful, but boring. The story goes that one man, while listening to him, fell out of a window and died. Paul had so, he was so boring, and the man fell asleep, fell out the window, and died, but yet so powerful, he went down and woke the man up and got him back up. Oh, right. My God, can you yeah. imagine having that much power There's that when you can wake somebody up out of death, you can have it. You can have it. All you got to do is have the faith. There's no big eyes. There's no little use. There's no one person who has great faith or one person who, who God will use over somebody else. God is no respect of person. If God can do it through anybody, he can do it through you. All you got to do is have the faith enough to believe. So Paul is writing to the Philippian church. He's not really writing to them in response to a crisis like he did in Galatians or, or, or Colossians. Instead, he's really writing to express his his appreciation and affection for the Philippian yes, church And for thanking them for their support For everything they've done And I, and I think it, it, it was really It was really interesting when the Lord uh, Asked me He gave me the assignment to come over here I think one thing that was so incredible As I began to look at this scripture And Paul says I, I have not comprehended everything that I know that I can comprehend. But I'm forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are before. And I realize you got to be somewhat of a grown-up to really have that statement. You've got to really be somewhat of an adult. In your mind to have that statement, you have to have gone through enough, as the old folks say, enough winners and enough birthdays to, to understand that. I didn't understand that. I maybe didn't understand that when I was their age, but now I'm older. I understand that that I don't have it all. Yeah. But what I do have, I'm gonna press for it. I can't I don't I may not understand it all. I may not have everything where what where, where I know God is calling me to. I may not get apprehend it all. But one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to forget all of that stuff behind me, because I can't do anything about it. Some people, you are still wrestling with your past. You're still wrestling with where you've been. You're still wrestling with the mistakes of yesterday. You're still wrestling with who people said you were. You're still wrestling with the voices of yesterday, the voices of your, your parents, the voices of teachers. The voices of somebody who came in your life and walked away, these people are dead and gone. And I came to tell you forget those things which are behind you. Yeah. Those things are dead, and press forward towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. He said, I then with to be content. Content in where God has you until God moves you forward. The problem with us nowadays is that we are not content in where God has us right now. I didn't say settle. I mean content. Lord, if this is where you have me, I'm going to be content in where you have me until it's time to move forward. Many people are trying to move forward, but you have not settled where you are right now. You're trying to build a house on waves and you cannot build on that unstable ground. God wants you to be content where you are. If this is my lot for right now, I may not like it right now. And I know I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get I have somewhere else to go. I have a destiny for that you have for me. Destiny. You have a destiny for me. But in the place you have me right now, I am going to flourish in this place until it's time for me to go higher. Many people are trying to go to bigger, but you have not made this place better. You're trying to go to bigger, but you have not made this place better. And God is saying, I cannot move you to bigger until you make this place better. Until you perfect where I have you, and become content Where I have you I cannot move you up higher Why would I want to move you to bigger For you to only make a mess of bigger When you have not made this place better I want to challenge the way you're looking at things Are you looking at things as obstacles or opportunities Everything God presents to you Are you looking at them as obstacles Or are you looking at them as opportunities Yeah are you looking and seeing the waves coming and saying, oh my God, the waves are so big, they're going to overtake us. Or are you getting a surfboard and saying, I'm going to ride this wave out and I'm going to conquer this wave. The things that God has presented to you, I'm asking you, is it possible that you are not looking at your situation correctly? The Lord said, is it possible that you're not looking at him correctly? Many people, this is going to be this is this is this is going to be uh, quite wordy, and I, I, I need you to hear what I'm saying so that you don't misunderstand. God may not be fair, but He is just. He may not be fair, but He is just. Thank you, Lord. He said, "Don't sugarcoat it. God is not fair." But he is just. Let me show you what I mean. If I come and I say, I got 100 pounds worth of bricks. And I need to move them from this room to that room. I'm going to give you 20 pounds. I'm going to give him 20 pounds. I'm going to give him 20 pounds. Him 20 pounds. Him 20 pounds. That's fair. Everybody got the same amount of weight. But not everybody can handle the same amount of weight. So why would I give this small child 20 pounds of bricks that he cannot carry? I can only give him what he is able to carry and maintain now. As he gets older and more mature, now I can put more weight on him. But I cannot expect for him to carry more now. He is not in the position. And it was yes. unfair yes. for him to look at me and say, just because you gave him 20, I think I deserve 22 because I'm in the room. Yeah, he right can handle 20. Right. In yeah. fact, that's too little. Yeah, in fact, I need to put more weight on him because I know he's able to sustain it. Can yeah, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you talk about the talents of Matthew 25, 14 he said For the kingdom of God is as a man traveling in the far country Who called his servants And delivered unto them his goods And unto, unto one he gave five Unto another he gave two And another he gave one To every man according to his several abilities And straightway took his journey When you tell God God I can't handle this He says Okay let me take a little bit more weight off You're not ready yet. You're not ready for the next level. I can only give you what you can handle. But the moment that I give you something and you mismanage it, thinking that this is that, you keep showing me you're not ready to go higher because you keep trying to handle this as if it were that. This is a new situation. This is a new day. This is a new opportunity. But you keep handling it with the same mindset. Hallelujah. Yes. The children of Israel in Exodus. And it says, gather it according to every man according to his eating. An honor for every man according to the number of people in his tent, his family. So God is saying, I'm not about to waste matter. I'm not about to give you a whole loaf and y'all can only eat one sandwich. Why waste the miracles and the blessings I have by giving you all this stuff? And you can't handle it. I am trying to build your mind so that when more comes, you can sustain it. No need me giving it to you when somebody else over here is saying, I've only got 20 pounds of weight when I can really handle 75. I feel like I'm not being used enough, Lord. I've shown you I can do the 25. Give me more weight, Lord. I'm ready for more opportunity. But here you are with 20 pounds, and you just keep saying, Lord, I don't understand. Keep looking like they getting something I'm not getting. Keep looking like they getting something that I deserve because we've both been in the same room for the same amount of time. And God is saying, hush, hush, shut your mouth. You cannot handle it. You don't know how they prayed for that. You don't know how they cried for that. You don't know what family members walked away You don't know what the hell they had to go through just to be who they are today. The people that walked away and said, I love you. The people that walked away and said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you, and left them the next day. You maybe can't handle their story. You can't handle the process that they've been through where people hated them, that they thought they loved and walked away. And they were the first one to stab them in the back. You can't handle that. So God is saying, Handle what I give you. Yeah. Be contented at what I give you. Make that place better. Yeah, yeah. Make that place shine. Yeah. I remember one time I was taking a, a job as a as a, uh, a chauffeur, and I was driving people from the airport to and from the airport. And and I've always believed in doing something with excellence. In fact, uh, I, I wrote a book in 2018. Uh, you can you can go to my website and, and, and pick it up, uh, antarmuhammad.com. But I, I wrote a book on servant leadership. And, and one thing I've always talked about is do not shine, serve. Right. It's not about you. Right. It's about making yeah. your, your gift shine. Yeah. When God puts you on a stage, I don't care what stage it is. I don't care how big it is and i'm not just talking about a natural stage if you think that's what i'm talking about you'll you'll lose it but when god puts you in an opportunity do not allow your own flesh to do the shining you let your gift do the shining, and god will exhort you and raise you up because of the gift that he has for you the bible says that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men so i've always made it a point to never try to be on stage, I let my gift do the shining yeah. and God do the talking. So I was a driver of this these, these suburban and town cars. And I've always made it a point. It was a black suit, white shirt, red tie. And I always wanted to make it a point of making sure my suit looked a certain way my tie looked a certain way, my shirt looked a certain way. I saw other drivers, they looked like I don't really care about being here today, the shirt was dingy, the suit was raggedy, and the tie looked like you just got it out of the bottom of a dry cleaning bag. I never wanted to look like that because I had too much pride in myself. And I thought, while I'm here, I want to look presentable and I want to carry myself. I believe, and this is what I need you to understand too, you have a certain brand about you. A brand tells me what to expect when I get you. McDonald's, they have the Golden Arches. Mm -hmm. KFC, we do chicken wrap. Your brand says, what do I get when I get you? When Mm -hmm. you get me, you get a certain kind of person, you get get a certain feel, you get a certain reaction. That's me, that's my brand. I won't change, that's who I am. When people see you, they know, okay, now, I know they're going to be late. I know they're not going to tell the truth. I know they're going to be dishonest about something. That's your brand. Oh, wow. So, unfortunately, that's who you are. Now, I'm not throwing no shade, but you also you know with me, when it's 9 o'clock, I say we leave it at 9, I'm going to be dressed at 8.45. That's just me. And when I say that it's going to be on at 9 o'clock, then it's 9 o'clock we' eat at one. that's just me that's my brain I can be a little militant I understand but anyway <clears throat> Amen. Amen. so I would have some of the customers they would come up to me and they would say oh my gosh you're the driver yeah you sure are shark oh thank you I took pride in that I take pride in where God has me I take pride in where God places me I don't say this you know I don't I don't I don't say this to, to brag, I don't say this to. I don't I don't say it to brag because it, it's it's nothing but the grace of God. But but I've been able to, when I started at the Pontus House Church as a volunteer. Okay, my first day volunteering it was a Wednesday night. I am serving on our our uh, safety security team. My first position was in a hallway that people would come up to and use the restroom. They were supposed to come up to the hallway use the restroom. Now, one in the hallway was First Lady Jake's office. The other in the hallway was a dining hall. So it was my duty as security safety to make sure you came in that hallway, you used the restroom, and you went back downstairs. We deemed that we called their defection on their potty patrol. Now, through that potty patrol, and God saw my faithfulness so there was opportunities I got, I got a chance to serve in many other areas in the church. Bishop Jakes took an eye to me. I started volunteering in his office. Then there was a call that, that uh, the, the gentleman who, who I was assisting had left, and I became his full-time assistant. Traveled the world. Those places, when I told you the guy who was in the the Cape of, uh, Western Cape of South Africa, I know exactly where that is. I've been there before. I've been on that ocean before. Traveled to London and, and, and Australia several times and South America. And I've seen places that my ancestors would never imagine. My family still, when I tell them stories, they still think of it like a dream that I would even be able to go there. And I've been able to do that. Because of my faithfulness of taking where God placed me, being faithful to that, until God was ready to move me higher. And I'm telling you, I don't care where you start. I don't care what you do. I don't don't care. I don't care. God said, how are you looking at yourself is going to determine how far I can take you. Because if you're looking at yourself, when the men, when the, when the spies went over to Jericho and they, they they, spied out the land, some of them came back and said, we can take it. And other ones came back and said, I, I see the men as giants and we are grasshoppers. And God said, if you look at yourself like a grasshopper, people are going to treat you like a grasshopper. But if you look at yourself like a giant, they're going to treat you like a giant. Right, right, right. When I walk into a room, She can tell you, when I walk into a room, I don't walk into the room with my head bowed down. I don't care who in the room. I walk into the room like I own it. And I have people saying, who are you? I'm Antar Muhammad. What do you do? Well, I do whatever I need to do. But I walk into the room with authority, like I'm supposed to be there. I don't walk into the room like lowly and, and like I shouldn't be there and like it's something wrong and oh, can I get permission? No, I walk into the room. Especially if I'm paying my money I walk into the room I expect this to be done I expect that to be done This is what I need And if you can't help me Let me see the manager And if the manager can't help me Who is the GM? I guarantee you I'm going to talk to him Monday That's how I see myself And that's how you should see yourself It's not arrogance But it's confidence in who you are And what God has placed inside of you My God 2021 is your year to press. He said, "Forgetting those things are behind me, I press towards the mark of the prize. for the prize of the high calling. I press." This is what I need you to do in, in a few steps. Everybody, take out your phone or whatever you're writing on. This is what I really. This is where I want to close. That I'm about to close. These last 10 minutes in this year, this is what I want you to do. Take out your, your pen or paper, if, you, if you're if old school like me, you got it, or your phone. This is what I need you to do. I need you to write or type three things you want to accomplish in this new year. Okay? Three things you want to accomplish in this new year. three things you want to accomplish in this new year. Three things you want to accomplish in this new year. On the next line, I want you to write three things you want to leave behind in 2020. Three things you want to accomplish Three things you want to leave behind in 2020. Three things you want to leave behind in 2020. And three areas you want to improve on in 2020. Three areas you want to three things you want to accomplish three things you want to leave behind, and three areas you want to improve in 2020. This is what I want you to do. You wrote down those three things, the three things uh, that you want to accomplish the three areas, you want to, the three things you want to leave behind and the three areas you want to improve. Now this is what I need you to do. I, I need everybody to stand up to your feet. I need you to close your eyes. But I need you to also point to your neighbors. We can't touch our neighbors. But I need for you for the next 30 seconds, I need for you to earnestly pray for your neighbor, for those dreams, for those goals, for those visions that they wrote down like they were yours i need us to earnestly intercede for one another and i need for you to pray for your neighbor that everything that they wrote down that they would accomplish in this year are you ready on the count of three one two three i need for you to pray for your neighbors right now lift them up come on lift them up to god come on lift them up to god pray pray out loud pray out loud so the enemy can hear pray out loud so your neighbor can hear pray for that person who who wrote down something that they may not be able to understand if they can do it. They're hoping they can do it this year, but God has given the ability. They're going to be able to accomplish it this year. This is your year for a breakthrough. This is your year to press. This is your year God is going to do something to you. This is your year God is going to shake up some things. This is your year God is going to break some curses off of your family. This is your year God is going to break some generational curses. clarity and direction in that uh, that uh, ministry moment in that message and um, you know I pray that it was a blessing to you I pray that that you are able to go into this year and do something um, that you never thought you could do I pray that you're able to go into this year and do something that that you never thought uh, someone like you will be able to do and I really pray uh, that God would use you in this way, uh, in this year, rather, in a supernatural way. And, uh, you know, I really, I I, I, you know, I hope that you wrote those uh, three areas down, the three things you want to accomplish in 2021, the three things you want to leave behind uh, in 2020, though we're, you know, uh, a little bit over a month or so, month uh, almost a month and a half into 2021. And the three areas you want to improve, because the reality is, there's, um, you know, it may be a change on the calendar, uh, but but you can have a new year uh, right now. You don't have to depend on uh, the setting of a clock to have a new year and a new dispensational life. And I pray uh, that that you'll be new again, and uh, you know, I I pray that that you are able to find something in that message um, that, that, is, that is for you. I pray that, that God gave you something, spoke something to you um, that, that really uh, ministered to you. And I want to extend the prayer that I did in the live service to you right now. I want to extend the prayer um, for this new year and for uh, the years to come. And so, um, you know, if you can, I want you to believe God with me. As I pray this prayer of faith, Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray for every listener of this broadcast, every listener of this podcast. I pray for every son and daughter of yours out there. I pray for those who don't know you, God. I pray that they will give their life to you and come into the knowledge and the salvation of your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray for those right now, God, who may know you, but who, who may have a struggle, who may have an issue, who may have an internal uh, issue within themselves, God. And I, I pray, God, that right now in the name of your son, Jesus, that you would touch them in a supernatural way. I pray that you would heal them, God, heal them in whatever area they needed, God, heal them in their mind and heal them in their spirit and heal them in their body heal them in their finances, heal them in their emotions, heal them in their relationship, God. I pray, God, for a supernatural breakthrough in their life in the name of Jesus. And I touch and agree right now that whatever area is plaguing them right now, you would break it off of them. You would break the hands of the enemy off of their life. Break every generational curse, God. Break every every voice of doubt. Break every voice of low self-esteem. I pray, God, by Your power and by Your Spirit, God, that You would do something in them, God, to make the ears of theirs that that the ears of those that hear tingle. I pray, God, for a supernatural manifestation of Your power and of Your glory, a supernatural manifestation of Your anointing, God. In their life, I pray God that they would never be the same again. Let them never be the same again. Let them spouse their spouse see a new spouse. Let let their parents see a new son or daughter. Let their friends see a new friend arise. I pray God in the name of Jesus that their face will illuminate with the glory of the Lord on their life. God, I pray. Right now, in the name of Jesus, whether you're driving right now, whether you're sitting at your desk, whether you're sitting at home, no matter where you are, I pray that you will feel the power of God touch you right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command you to get up and walk, get up out of that grave. Get up out of that grave of loneliness. Get up out of that grave of, self, of depression. Get up out of that grave of those suicide voices. I command it to go right now. I command you to get up out of that grave of everything that tried to bury you in 2020, 2019, 2018, and every year prior. I pray right now for a supernatural resurrection in their life. In the name of Jesus, they did not turn on to this this podcast by accident, God. You sent them here. And I pray, God, that you would touch them now in a supernatural way. And I claim it. I claim healing, divine healing in their mind, divine healing in their body, divine healing in their finances, divine healing in their relationships, divine healing at work, divine healing to take place. Right now, I believe you, God. I trust you for it, God. You set the stars in the sky, God. I believe you for it. I believe you for it, God. There's no other God like you, God. There's nobody else like you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're going to do to them. Thank you for what you're going to do through them, God. Let them be a testimony of your goodness. Let them be a testimony of your grace. Let them be a testimony of your greatness, God. Touch them now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe you for it. Rise up and walk. Walk out of lowliness. Walk out of low self esteem. Walk out of poverty. Walk out of depression. Walk out of that sickness. Walk out right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody right now, God, they're they're having to take care of of a family member or or a friend who's dealing with an illness, who's dealing with a sickness, and they feel helpless, that they cannot do something. God, I pray that you would touch the caregivers right now. I pray, God, that you would touch them and give them a peace and give them a strategy and give them help, Lord. I pray for help. I don't know who this is for, but God said help is on the way. Hallelujah. I believe you for it. And I thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And amen. 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 I felt that thing. I hope you felt that thing. God is going to do something to you. God is going to do something through you. The power of God is right there with you to touch you in a super, super supernatural way. And all I need for you to do is receive it. If you're driving, don't take your hands off the wheel, but lift up one hand and receive that power. If you're walking, lift your hands up and receive that power. If you're in your living room, lift your hands up and receive that power. God is touching you right now. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at in the world, God is touching you right now. Be healed. Healed. Be healed in your mind. Healed in your body healed in your emotions be healed in the name of jesus i command it and it is so in the name of your son jesus amen and amen if this message if this podcast was a blessing to you i want to hear from you i want you to email me antar fm a-n-t-a-r-f-m-1 at gmail you can hit me up at antar fm on instagram and on twitter or uh, on Facebook, you can go to my website antarmuhammad.com. You can order podcast. Uh, you can order the hardcore um, uh, book there. But I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. God is going to do something in your life. I don't know who this is for, but God is going to do something in, the, in your life. You're not listening to this by accident. God is going to do something in your life. God is going to do something in your life in a supernatural, in a supernatural, in a supernatural way. I want you to send this message to somebody who you think may need it. I want you to keep hearing and listening to it over and over again. I want you to send this on. Send this to your enemies. Bless your enemies. My God. I want you to send this to somebody who can't stand to see the blessings of God on your life. I want you to send it on. No need for you to be a hater as well. They're going to get their reward. Don't you be a hater. You be nice. The Bible says you heap hot hot coals on their head. My God. God is going to do something to you, and God is going to do something through you. And I pray, God, that your life is never the same again. In Jesus' name, until we talk again, God bless you, my friend. Have a great one.